evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. I'm your host, I am Kyle Reese for Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark. Uh, hello, everybody, as you come in to Graham J over on YouTube. Uh, hello, I am here. Sorry it takes us a while to get going. Blake Riker says, we're back, baby. Yes, we are, Blake. Uh, we've got AAA baseball to talk about. We've got two Cardinal games in the bag. Uh, what a horrific jump scare. Oh, my word. That's how we roll, baby. That's how we roll. I get loud. I get excited. I'm so excited about this, you guys. Uh, with the minor league season starting, I can't tell you how excited I am. Uh, with the Cardinal season starting tomorrow, I can't tell you how excited I am. So, uh, you know, bring your questions. Bring your comments. Let's get Pad going. Well, you know, we already have a couple comments on both uh, both YouTube Live and Twitter Live. I'm going to try to incorporate them as best as I can, as frequently as I can. Uh, 42 McCoy says, love you, Kyle. Uh, love you, too. Love everybody for finding their way into Prospects After Dark here on a, uh, a Wednesday night on the cusp of the Major League Baseball season starting. Uh, again, you know, we have we have two minor league games that I'm anxious to talk about, two games by Memphis. I only got to watch part of the game, uh, this day game that Memphis had. Matthew Libertor looked a little uneven. Uh, nothing to be worried about just yet. Again, we're talking about the beginning of the, the AAA season. Uh, so let's not overreact to that. We'll talk about what we've seen. Uh, TJ Zoich, uh, Z-E-U-C-H, Cardinals acquired um, last year. He was so impressive in his first start. I'm sure we'll get to all of that. Um, and uh, again, bring your comments, bring your, your thoughts, bring whatever. Uh, before we get too far, you know what I have to do? I have to raise my first, my first booze tonight goes to the Hicks family, to uh, uh, the godfather of Prospects After Dark, uh, uh, Jason Hicks, to the queen, Jennifer Hicks, and to Jordan, uh, our new fifth starter, starting as an opener, working his way to be a full-time starter uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals, to the Hicks family, we raise our glass to the beginning of the St. Louis Cardinals 2022 season, campaign as it were, we raise our glass. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, uh, Saluki fan two says, yes. Hello, Victoria, how are you? Uh, 42 McCoy says, Jan, as in Jan Torres. Yeah, Jan Torres is starting the year back at Peoria. He still has some something to prove there. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of really good outfielders ahead of him at double-A. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Todd Lott comes to my mind right away. That he's going to have to work to uh, to try to surpass at this point. You know, he's still young, a little pro probably about age-appropriate now, maybe a little older for uh, the, the, the Midwest League. But he's going to get there, hopefully. Uh, it's a, I would say it's a big year for him. His timing needs to get better at the plate. And once his timing gets better, I think we'll see uh, Jan Torres finally start to get to the, the level he's capable of. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Colin Dunn says, first cheers of the show to the first to the Hicks family. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Homer says, let's fucking go. That's right, Jeff. Uh, let's fucking go indeed. Again, uh, so to, again, to the minor league season, the start of the minor league season. AAA started yesterday on Tuesday night. We have Springfield, Palm Beach, and Peoria uh, starting on Friday. To the start of the minor league season, we wish the kids on the farm nothing but luck to breakouts and continued success from uh, potential major league contributors. I'm not afraid to admit that I like Bud Light Orange. Uh, so deal with it, fam. Josh Pierce over on YouTube says, what is up with, what is up, what is up, what is up? What's up, Josh Pierce? How are you? 
Uh, let's see. SPI uh, uh, Slider says, <laughs> talk about prospect style. So I want to give a real quick shout out to the Springfield uh, uh, Lucky Horseshoes, the independent league team who have now become my nemesis. Uh, it's nice to have them in here to take part in this and to uh, to get after me just a little bit. I've loved that. Like, uh, I just want somebody to joke around somebody who will kind of like make fun of me in like a playful way. And they've risen to the occasion. I actually bought one of their t-shirts. It's an actual horse shoe which is a big illinois thing uh it's a horseshoe and i can't wait to uh to wear it here on prospects after dark uh th- thanks for being here uh victoria cheers 42 mccoy's cheers uh 5.110 glass rays i uh sorry i'll try to get it i'll try to get way up there spiders i'll try to get way up there uh, ryan Schulz says hey fam what's up uh christian says kyle what's up christian how are you uh let's see josh pierce said what up what up, what up? uh shep three says Hate to start off negative. No, you don't. You want it. You brought it. Here you go. Uh, but what should we be worried about? But should we be worried about Libertor? I know it was his first start. Yeah, look, um, the things that we have to worry about with Matthew Libertor are, first off, velocity. Uh, I still haven't heard the velocity readings from his start. We know he's better when he's throwing his fastball with more velocity. Uh, what I saw when he was getting banged around is I saw that he was just leaving too much over the middle of the plate. Um, you know, his slider, when he was working his slider in high, that was good. He was using his chair or his curveball rather a little bit towards to lefties. I liked that. Um, but no, look, we're not going to get, we're not going to get super negative, super worried about Matthew Libertor's first triple A start of the year. Just like we're not, we're excited about what TJ Zoic did last night in his first triple A start of the year, but we're not going to overvalue it. Now I do want to say one more time about Zoic. Zoic's command was good. He walked two. But his command was good, his you know his control was good, and his fastball sinker slider combo looked really good. Like I I liked what what we saw at Azoic last night. Uh, that was a really impressive performance. James Nail was saved by uh, Alec Burleson out in the outfield, uh, but also so was uh, Ben Johnson a little bit because he he kind of held on a little bit too long to Junior Fernandez, who just started to tire out uh, after he got past the twenty pitch threshold or so. Which again, you know, nothing's wrong with pushing Junior. You know. Junior was in his second inning uh, as I ramble on and on. But Junior looked good for that first inning, came out strong in his second inning, uh, and he just couldn't maintain it. Um, but, yeah, like the pitching so far, other than Lib today, I thought the pitching for, for Memphis, and, again, I didn't watch the end of the game, but the pitching for Memphis has been pretty good through two games, if you can use two games as a, a way of uh, evaluating how pitching has been. Uh, but the bullpen's been good. Nail was good. Uh, McAllister was a little uneven today. Um, but yeah, like I, and of course, Jacob Bosiokovich closed that game down yesterday. So that was really awesome stuff. Uh, over on Twitter, uh, Saluki's fan says, what are your thoughts on TLR's toxic front office comment? Now I'm going to take a second to actually break that down a little bit different than, than what everybody says. Uh, I think sometimes we're ready to kind of like jump the gun. The way that I read TLR's, by the way, it was a great, a great comment, right? And then the frosted ass afterwards was hilarious. The way I read it is somebody told him, right, that uh, the front that the, the clubhouse was toxic. He said somebody involved with the Cardinals said that the clubhouse is toxic. And his response is, uh, if, if it's a toxic clubhouse, it's not because of the clubhouse, it's because of the front office. Now, that's not him saying that the clubhouse was toxic. What he's saying is he was telling that person and then conveying that message to the media and to fans that that's what he was saying. Uh, that, that if, because in his words, Mike Schilt is a special guy. He's a special guy. So there's no way I could fall on Mike Schilt. Now you hear, there's a lot of hearsay going around. You know, obviously we don't know enough about it. What we know is that 
you know, Mr. Schilt is now a part of the Padres organization. Ali Marmol, Mr. Marmol, is a part of the as a coach for the St. Louis Cardinals, and um, you can only move forward. But you know, it's hard for me to envision a situation, even for a team that just wants to be competitive, as Mr. Dewitt said uh, on the radio today. Like, it's hard for me to envision a, situ- a, a scenario where it, the front office is creating a toxic environment when you still have guys like Arenado around, you know, uh, deciding to come here, wanting to come here, uh, Goldschmidt signing extensions. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, sometimes we're all just kind of like jumping at a reaction when we're not seeing the whole picture, if that makes sense. Uh, Jay, Jay Kaner. 404 says, first time participating in Pad Live. Hello, Jay Kaner. To you, I'll raise my glass. Hold on. <coughs> Pardon me. To all of the first time Pad people, all the regular Pad people, I raise my glass. Andy Heckroth says, finally able to see Pad. That drink was to you too, bud. Our good friend BHS says, so Jacob Bosiokovic is a name I missed. A lot of Ks. How's the control? So Bosiokovic, as I'm sure a lot of people have seen, has a really short arm action uh, and a slider and a fastball that he kind of repeats his motion with. And both of them are pretty good. His velocity, mid to 96, 97. Slider with good bite, high 80s. Um, his command is good, but remember, he's a converted position player. So he's still, and that's part of the reason why there isn't any frill to his mechanics. He comes set and he throws. He comes set, he gets throw, he throws. There's not a big leg kick. There's not a bunch of arm action. He just comes sets and throws. Uh, and because of the fact he's still a converted position player, it's taken him a little time to like really get his command. But the command that we saw at the end of 2021, the command that we're seeing now is way ahead than where it was at the beginning of 2021. So uh, uh, for the uh, under, or the uh, minor league free agent, Jacob Bosiokovic, like if you're looking for a guy who isn't on the 40 man, who isn't on a lot of prospect radar, we did write about him uh, in the dirty flirty, the shrine about the pitchers. We wrote about him a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah, he's a player who could end up making a major league debut, and that's really exciting. I'm going to stick on YouTube because I like the YouTube format. Uh, Matt, <laughs> Matt Wright says, so pumped for the season, eat Arby's, go Cardinals. Me too. Yeah, you know, even with all the question marks, uh, some of the concerns that we all have, rightfully so, about pitching, uh, rightfully so, uh, you know, about maybe uh, depth issues, like... Uh, Look, I am worried about the pitching. I love what they're going to do with Jordan Hicks. I love it. I want them to be creative. Part of the reason I was excited for Ali Marmol over Mike Schilt is I knew that there was a chance to be creative and use some of these modern techniques, and we're going to see that first and foremost with Jordan Hicks. That gets me excited. I want to see how it's employed. Uh, uh, It's just a matter of, you know, if it ends up working or not and how fast fans turn on them. But, yeah, look, anytime at the beginning of any season I'm excited, even if the Cardinals were a tanking franchise, like, I'd be excited for the start of the season. I'd be just like the Rockies where I'd say, you know, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Uh, Over on Twitter, TJ Hartline says, let's go! Let's go indeed. Uh, uh, SPI Slider says... uh, if you know how we can change our Periscope username while we're here, that'd be I don't even know how to get on Periscope. I hardly know how to get on Twitter Live or YouTube. I have to have like an actual uh, adult show me how to do it because I am a child boy. I'm a child boy. Uh, Kitchens Mitch says, cheers from Spanish Fort, Alabama. You know, to Spanish Fort, Alabama, that's the awesome thing about Cardinal Nation because of KMOX. You know, Cardinal Nation, uh, I was speaking of the Springfield um, uh, Lucky Horseshoes. You know, they used to be the Springfield Cardinals. Uh, and a, I believe the double-A affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals before uh, the Springfield Cardinals uh, of Missouri, because they're in the Springfield Lucky Horseshoes are located in Illinois, uh, they used to be the affiliate of the Cardinals. 
And uh, so they, like, even their little world is part of Cardinal Nation in a way. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Iowa, Illinois, <laughs> of course, Missouri, you know, parts of Colorado, too. It's all part of Cardinal Nation, dude. So, and, of course, like, my brother in Portland, we've had a, a, me- a tremendous amount of uh, outreach from, from all across the country for people in Pat. Victoria Dryden, our, our good friend Victoria, up in uh, the, the Northeast, like, Pat and of course our good friend Gifts, who's located in the the, the Southwest, uh, and and Sarah Ann and all those people, uh, the friggin' cards. Like we have a, a wide-reaching um, fan base, not just the Cardinals but prospects after dark. So do all of you people that are not uh, locally St. Louis born and bred, born and bred, born and raised, uh, or that left and are still supporting the Cardinals in minor league baseball, we raise our our glasses. All right, I'm gonna go back over to YouTube for just a little bit. Uh, what's in the glass tonight from, uh, from Shep 3. Shep 3, you know how I roll four roses, uh, bourbon. Well, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and top that off, even though I already have like a half a glass. And like I said, I'm drinking a Bud Light Orange, uh, because it's the only Budweiser product I had, and it felt right to celebrate the start of the Cardinal season. Alex Kennedy over on YouTube says, pretty crazy, Lot has already jumped all the way to double A. Again, we have a guy, it's hard to, look, I, I'm a big fan of Todd Lott. You guys know I love Todd Lott. I think he's poised for a really great season. He'll continue on with some of that power, and it sounds like he's really refined his approach, cutting down on some of those strikeouts, uh, playing a pretty solid outfield, too, with a really strong arm. But uh, keep in mind, like, it's still really hard to adjust to the minor league landscape following a lost 2020 COVID season, and then a 2021 season where teams got really aggressive. It's awesome that Todd Lott started last year at Palm Beach, he ended last year at High A Peoria, uh, and he's he's not going to get like a full season of at-bats there. He's earned his way, and he's a little older, but he's earned his way to double-A. He'll get some time at first with our good friend Chandler Redmond. You know, I... Uh, I love the prospects at Springfield. I love them because they're kind of the under-the-radar prospects. You know, like we said, uh, uh, Todd Lott, um, uh, uh, Chandler Redmond. Like, those guys are the guys that are really excited. Matt Kaperniak, who's one of our, our sleeper prospects. Uh, you know, Delvin is in his second year at Springfield. Malcolm Young ended the year, or Malcolm Nunez ended the year at Springfield. But then, you know, the catcher side, you've got Julio Rodriguez and Pedro Pajes there. The Cardinals love Aaron McKeithen. Uh, I'm a big fan of Pedro Pajes. Obviously, we know Julio Rodriguez is defensively major league ready. But, you know, you look at it, Connor Lunn is underrated. Uh, uh, Dalton Roach is underrated. Uh, Edgar Escobar is underrated. Corey Thompson had a great... Um, turn, uh, little taste of spring training. So I like that Springfield team. You know, again, one of my favorites is Chandler Redmond. Uh, there are a few players in the organization that hit the ball as hard as Chandler does. Todd Lott is one of them. Uh, uh, and that team, even though they might not have like those big name prospects, although Malcolm Nunez is like 12 or 11 on my top prospects list, um, I, they're going to be an interesting team to follow, you know, which says nothing about the health and what happens if Griffin Roberts ever gets healthy, which is, you know, even if he's not what we all hoped he would be, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Uh, Matt Wright says, the Bud Light Lime Lemonade and Orange are so good. No shame. I'm with you. Uh, Josh Pierce over on YouTube says, uh, if I can get the thing out of the way, using my last name as thumbs down, I'll say Josh. I'll try, Josh. What's everybody drinking? Let us know. Josh says water. Also, I'm at work. Don't tell anyone. Good. We appreciate it if you're at work and doing prospects after dark. Uh, over on Twitter, we have, I have one question and one question only. Which car did Yepes hit today? So that was uh, actually uh, Luke and Baker. And he hit the ball to, to Mars. And it looked like it barely split a, a really fancy uh, truck. 
Um, and uh, um, another really fancy car up in the YMCA parking lot up there. That was a shot by Luke and Baker. It's going to be interesting to see how Memphis handles all of those guys, you know, specifically, like, they have two first basemen and Juan Yepes and Luke and Baker. It'll be interesting to see how they get at-bats. Uh, the infield situation there is really interesting. It looks like Corey Spangenberg is going to get all the at-bats that he can. Uh, Brennan Donovan is going to get a lot of at-bats. You know, Nolan Gorman, I believe, I believe, I don't know this for a fact, but is still nursing a little injury, so he's going to be DHing more than anything to start. Uh, and, you know, so that kind of makes a DH situation a little difficult. Uh, you know, hopefully Yepes gets some time out in the outfield. Uh, nothing against Deluzia or Turner, who I like the best of the outfield group, or other than Burleson or Capel. Uh, uh, other than Burleson, like, uh, Yepes playing time takes takes precedence. It just has to. So I'm anxious to see how that all shakes out. I'm anxious to see uh, what direction all that goes in and how the playing time is. But, yeah, no, uh, Luke and Baker smoked that ball. And, you know, I was at work, so I check it and then get back to work and check it and get back to work. Uh, and then I check it. And Luke and Baker hit a monster home run, so we had to put it on the timeline. Spooky Cheez-Its, Christian says, how many games do you think Kiz will start this year? I'll say 100. Uh, no, I won't. I'll say 70. 70 games for Kiz. Spaghetti Jones says, what up, dog? What up, Spaghetti Jones? How you doing, brother? Bruv? Sorry, I've been watching Moon Knight, and they say bruv. So what? what's up, bruv? <laughs> Sorry, I've got this whole thing. Uh, Brett CO4 says, Connor Thomas's wife here, love why. Hello, welcome to Prospects After Dark, Brett. Um, yeah, you know, again, I'm not trying to like, uh, yeah, you guys know me. I don't, I don't like uh, ride the coattails. I would have loved to have seen Connor get a real chance to be the fifth starter. He's going to be in the majors eventually. He's going to uh, take up some important innings for the St. Louis Cards, and that's exciting. Uh, we already raised our glass to, the, to the, the Hicks family, who we love with all our hearts. They're the patron family of Prospects After Dark. Uh, we're going to do it to them again. We're going to do it to the Carlsons, to all the other minor league families that I have contact with throughout the years, uh, which now at this point is between a dozen and two dozen, I think, uh, and to uh, anybody else who's watching out there who I talk to on a semi-regular basis keep doing a great job uh keep fighting keep working uh and uh thank you for being here and let's get the season started on a great note 42 mccoy says can you go over the managers for each team and the answer is no i'm not going to do that peoria has a completely new coaching staff uh pretty well the same thing uh for between triple a and double a last year uh and uh yeah like I i'm just not going to do that uh, ben johnson's you know, I just, I'm just not going to do it. I'm sorry. I just don't, to be honest with you, I just don't care enough. Uh, the important thing for me is, uh, Russ Steinhorn is the minor, is like the organization hitting coordinator. Tim Levesque is the organization pitching coordinator. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, nothing against, uh, uh, Brandon Allen, who is the, um, hitting coach at AAA or the, uh, pitching coach at AAA at Roscoe. Uh, uh, but they're like, they're the, important people, but also Tiger Peterson, who is the hitting coach at AA, who the players rave about and who carries quite a bit of cachet. All right, I'm going to go back over uh, to YouTube for a minute. Graham J says, Jordan Hicks, fifth starter after three innings pitch, should be followed by Ryan Helsley. Look, you guys know where I stand on that. I've always wanted Ryan Helsley to get a real shot at being a starter. Uh, it doesn't look like it's ever going to happen, which you know, I guess it's fine. Uh, what we're hoping for with Helsley is kind of the same thing, but different with Jordan Hicks. We just want them to be healthy, right? We want Helsley to be as healthy and recovered from that knee injury that he suffered. Uh, and we want him to be back to what he is when he's good, when he's healthy, uh, because that is a, that's a dynamic arm in a bullpen. 
And yeah, like it's a bummer that it won't happen. Um, more than what's going to be interesting with Hicks is who comes in after Hicks. You know, like I mentioned on Twitter today, I would have loved to have seen that be Connor Thomas. You know, you go from a hundred mile an hour throwing righty with some sick, sick movement um, to a lefty that throws ninety to eighty nine to ninety two, who can locate but also has serious spin on three pitches. Like that would have been really interesting. But I, I can't help but think. Sure, we're talking about Drew Verhagen. We're talking about Jake Woodford. Um, I hope that Andre Pallante gets a chance to stretch out maybe after Jordan Hicks, uh, but maybe too much of the same as far as heat goes there. Uh, of course, Pallante throws more of a cutter than a slider, and he also has a 2,800 RPM curveball. So, uh, you know, not the exact same thing. Colin Dunn over on YouTube says, Listening to Patton playing MVP Baseball 05, cheers to Mark Rizalonic, last Cardinal to hit for the cycle. Yeah, Mark Rizalonic's maybe one of the more underrated Cardinals of all time. To Mark Rizalonic and to uh, Pad and to MVP Baseball, we raise our glass. Uh, let's see. Cardinals fan zero two two. By the way, not to just not to just like blow past the coaches in the Cardinals organization. They do amazing work, and I probably should spend time. But honestly, we only have so much time. I have a bunch of open questions here on YouTube. I have a bunch of open questions here on Twitter Live, and I just want to try to get to as many of them as possible. And remember, if you're just coming into Prospects After Dark now, we answer all of the questions. You put a question up, I'm going to talk about it. As long as it's not directed towards someone else, I'm going to address it, because that's just what we do here at Prospects After Dark. Uh, is it too early? Oh, Cardinal Fan 022. God, I've, all this phlegm. I've been dealing with sinuses because of allergies. Uh, is it too early to pull the trigger on a Prince extension? I'm all about them buying out his arbitration years. You know, I heard Frank Cusimano on the radio talking about how he wouldn't think that it'd be more that much more expensive than Harrison Bader. Uh, I will remind everybody that uh, while their numbers are similar this year, O'Neill is one year behind Bader. And also, O'Neill is an eighth-place finisher in the MVP or a top-ten finisher in the MVP. So what you're talking about is probably it's probably going to cost the Cardinals – you know, I don't know. A total guess here. I'm not, I don't know shit about money. But my guess would be you're talking about a 30% increase, maybe 25 to 40% increase over what they gave uh, uh, Harrison Bader to get it done. Again, I haven't worked out the math well enough, so I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, something like that would be my guess. But yeah, look, uh, it's one thing to say an extension. I'm about buying out those arbitration years. You might as well. Like even the bad, t the bad contracts that they've given to buy out the arbitration years, like they probably still could have traded Paul DeYoung, and that's not really hampering them financially. You know, O'Neill's going to be different. There's an M that's an MVP candidate. That changes the whole dynamic. Um, they're probably going to have to pay him and pay him seriously. Uh, you know, but then again, he's a great guy and he might take a discount. Who really knows? I mean, I hope he gets paid. Um, but that's going to be a really fun thing to watch. And I hope that they at least buy out and pay him properly for his arbitration years. It'd be nice to that for that not to go to arbitration. That's what I'm concerned about more than anything, because arbitration in the middle of the season or the beginning of the season, that's rough. The arbitration process sucks. And to have to do it at the middle of the season or beginning of the season, because I think it happens in May, uh, is, is terrible. So try to settle with them and let's, let's avoid it. Uh, 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 Brett Thomas says, meant to say I love prospects after dark. Hey, no, you're fine. We'll take love any way we can get it. Uh, Cardinals Nation all day, 42 McCoy. Uh, TJ Hartline says, as a lone fan in San Diego, and by the way, we're over on Twitter. Uh, oh, that no, we have multiple fans in San Diego. Spooky Cheez-Its in Atlanta says, Georgia. Uh, Blake Reichert says, really excited to watch Cody Whitley this year. Yeah, Cody Whitley, you know, 
Dealt with a little health issues last year. Wasn't as effective as we all knew he could be, as we saw in the 2019 minor league season, even during uh, the COVID shortened 2020 season. Uh, There's a lot of deception in that quick little slide step motion he has. And you talk about a guy who might be that that closer if they have to go to Gallegos in the seventh. Uh, That might be Whitley. Look, I think as long as he's as long as he's healthy, Cody's going to be a big part of the St. Louis Cardinals bullpen. And again, like I want Ryan Helsley to get some of those opportunities too once he's full uh, full health and ready to go. Uh, B. Daddy says, Virginia, yeah, see, I love this. See, I love this. Let's talk about where you're at from Cardinal Nation. Uh, I've gone through, we love you, Victoria. We absolutely do. Hi, Kyla Hug. Hey, to Omar Yepes. Speaking of pad families, to Omar and Juan Yepes, the whole Yepes crew, we raise our glass. I'm going to do the Bud Light here because I'm going through booze, booze too fast. But to the Yepes family, we raise our glass. You know, for real, at this point, uh, they're just as much of a part of the pad family, not as much as the Hickses, uh, the Hicks family, uh, but as Carlson's, as the Yepes's, et cetera, et cetera, uh, we raise our glass. Uh, all right, so back over on YouTube. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, Gas House Gab says, favorite ballpark in the Cardinals minor league system. Well, I love the Peoria community. Uh, I love being down in Peoria, I think, or up in Peoria, because I'm in St. Louis. I love being up in Peoria. I think it's an awesome town. Uh, if I were to say what my favorite stadium is, I'm, you know, it's weird. I'm not the sentimental type, but I am sentimental towards Hammonds. That was the first of the minor league stadiums I had ever really been to, affiliated minor league stadiums. And I still love going back there. You know, that's uh, that's like baseball mecca for me, a baseball minor league mecca for me. But that's not to, uh, you know, obviously Roger Dean, where Palm Beach is, is beautiful. It's a whole facility. It's wonderful. And AutoZone Park is a great atmosphere, a great stadium. They put together a great production, and it's near um, a really, really awesome historic street. So you can't really beat that, but I'll say Hammonds is my favorite just because of the sentimentality that comes with it for somebody that isn't super sentimental. Sentimental. Doobie Doo 55555 says, first time pad watcher, but love the Kyle VHS at Al Corner of Cards Twitter. Hell yeah, Kyle, love what you do. So thank you, Doobie Doobie Doo 555. Welcome to Prospects After Dark. I raise my glass to you. Oh, I'm so good. Dan Goki. Uh, Goki says, Pat, over on YouTube. Uh, that's, that is correct. Josh and Jeff are having a whole conversation. I love it. Uh, Luke Rackwall says, Pat, let's go. Uh, is Luke, Luke, uh, Ratchwall, are you Hex? Which one of you is Hex? One of you is Hex. I know that. Uh, back over. Uh, a hug to you too, Mr. Yepes. Uh, back over to Twitter. C. Kurtz2721 says, Jan Torres, Jan Torres breakout year. It could be. Look, I think that uh, starting at Peoria gives him a chance to have a little bit of success before a potential uh, promotion to Springfield if the opportunity presents itself. But it also gives him a chance to course correct from how he finished the season. You know, when we got through... When we got through like June last year, he was doing fine. And then he hit kind of a rough patch and he can never rebound out of it. There's a timing issue in his swing that I believe he needs to work out. I believe his swing can get kind of long. But he's also not the kind of prospect you give up on because he's just too raw, too talented. Uh, You know, uh, we'll see where it goes. But it could just as much be 
the end of the Jan Torres story as it could be uh, a breakout for him, which tells you more than anything that that's kind of the precipice of the, the where his career is precipice wise. Uh, our good friend Iowa next says, speaking of Roberts, is what is the word on him? Is he throwing? Look, I'll be honest with you. Like I've asked, I've talked, I haven't been able to get official word and I'm not going to treat that official word. Like it's, it's gospel. Um, Honestly, like the best way to talk about Griffin Roberts now is we'll see him when we see him if we see him. I like that's again not, not nothing I've been told. I'm just that's what I'm saying. That's how I would handle it. Uh, Jay Kaner over on YouTube says, "Who's your favorite Cardinals prospect of all time?" Uh, you know, this is gonna sound crazy. Uh, John Gall. So you know, let me. I'm gonna actually look up John Gall real fast because I want to make sure I got the timeline right. Uh, oh no, wait, hold on. Uh, yeah, John John Gall, because that was a weird time. Like, you know, he would have came into the majors in like 04, uh, or 04, 05, 05 it was. And he was like one of the Cardinals' few prospects that could hit that wasn't like J.D. Drew at the time. I mean, J.D. Drew had already come through, you know what I mean. But like, uh, like he was one of those guys, and he was older, and he was raking down at AAA, and it was like, who the hell is that? And, you know, that's about the time when I was... I graduated high school in 04. Uh, I was down at Missouri State in 07, I guess, or 06 or 07. And, like, that was that was a time that I was really, really, really getting into prospects. You know, I when I, I remember getting into prospects when I was in high school, started high school in 2000. Um, but, yeah, like, John Gall, uh, you, when, you, when you go back to it, you talk about, like, who my personal favorite was from, like, a fan's perspective. That was fun, an outfielder who could make a bunch of contact. And, well, I don't know, like... Again, I, I wouldn't say he was the best or like my personal favorite. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who my personal favorite is because I don't want to sell that person out at all. Uh, but that person is still a member of the, of the system. Um, but like, yeah, like uh, in like a fond retrospective kind of way, John Gall is one of the first names that comes to my mind. And then like a player that I, you know, a player whose hill I was willing to die on and who my scouting report was different than from day one is Ryan Helsley, like, and that's part of the reason why I still wanted to be a starter. I watched Ryan Helsley from an early on in his career, and I thought, man, that guy's not only a starter, but he's a difference maker. And he never climbed the prospect radar, never climbed the prospect radar, until all of a sudden he was lights out at AA getting promoted to AAA, and then people are like, oh, wait, this is a top 10 prospect in the Cardinals organization. Uh, so from, you know, just a couple different answers there that I hope satiates your appetite. Over... On Twitter, uh, Torts Illustrated says, Luka Baker, Juan Yepes, same, same. Different, different, right? Because, uh, you know, Baker's the better the better fielder. Yepes has more contact, but more raw, uh, more in-game accessible power without compromising. You know, I think Yepes has a better contact tool, but Baker can really, really hit those super moon shots. So uh, they're the same in that they both present potential options uh, at the major league level. When the Cardinals are willing to give a right-handed prospect a real chance. IONX says, will Yepes get any time at third? I hope so. You know, uh, that's a position that he's most comfortable at. And while sometimes it can be dodgy over there, that's the that's a position you can tell he's best at, too. He'll get time in left. He'll get time at first. He'll get some time DHing. But, yeah, like, that's something that I've, uh, I've, I've wanted to see. I want to see him get as much time at third as possible. Over on YouTube, Josh says, can we just give a shout-out to Cody Whitley? Yeah, Cody Whitley. To you, sir, we raise our glass. We're talking about you. We're cheers to you a lot. Over on Twitter, TJ Hartline says, you think Delvin ever gets the consistency needed to make a push for the major leagues? I do think uh, uh, that there is a major league future. A major, let me, 
Uh, let me start over. I think that there's a major league debut in Delvin's Delvin's future. Like, it would have to come in this year, right? Or the Cardinals would have to add him to the 40-man or sign him as a minor league free agent after this year for that to happen. But, yeah, look, I, you know, midway in, like, February, in uh, uh, August of last year, he was doing really well. You know, I, I argue that up until August, he was probably a top 10, top 15 prospect in the organization, maybe even top 8 or so. And then something happened, and it kind of derailed his season, and it was... It was injury health related, and uh, he just never looked the same afterwards. You know, so what we're going to see in 2022 as he starts the season back at Double A is, you know, and what we saw at spring training so far is we saw a strong, healthy Delvin Perez. And if he can continue that at Double A, there's no reason to think that he won't be at Triple A uh, with just a little bit of continued contact success like he showed. Uh, you know, for the first two months of the minor league season, uh, well, not necessarily the first month, but like. After you got past the first three weeks, like the next two months of the 2021 minor league season. So I'm not ruling it out. Look, you can never have enough middle infielders. Uh, we know that for a fact because Corey Spangenberg is now back in the Cardinals, is now in the Cardinals organization. Uh, uh, and, you know, they're scraping guys like Anderson Tejeda, who uh, is no longer a member of the Cardinals organization to get in. So, you know, I, I still love Evan Mendoza. Obviously, Brendan Donovan is awesome. Nolan Gorman. Uh, Kramer Robertson, who has played a great role within the organization. Uh, but yeah, look, I, I'm not ready to count Delvin out just yet. Still staying over on uh, Twitter, Sam Lisby says, Odds the Hulk or Blade make cameos in Moonlight? I think Blade is. I really do. So I, since the first episode, I thought, man, it'd be really cool to see Kit Harrington uh, and uh, uh, Mr. Ali who I respect too much, and also I butcher his first name, uh, uh, Mr. Ali, make a debut at the end of Moon Knight. Because i got to tell you right now, if I get Iser, Iser, Oscar Isaac and Kit Harrington and Mr. Ali in a room together, uh, that's like that. That's the, the three amazing actors, three of my favorite actors. Uh, that uh, that would be an awesome thing. So that's, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know about Hulk. We'll see about that. You know, my hope, uh, man, you know, not to get on like the, uh, the Marvel thing, but my hope is that somehow uh, we end up getting, and again, I know this is crazy, uh, but my hope is that we get Edward Norton's Hulk uh, in Multiverse of Madness. I'm, I want to see all kinds of crazy stuff in Multiverse of Madness, so that's, that's what I hope with that. Uh, over on uh, YouTube, our good friend Alex Crisofoli of Chirps fame and Birds on the Black fame and also being awesome fame, being rad fame, uh, Alex says, hi, Kyle. Hello, Alex. Alex, I was going to ask you, uh, uh, now that you're looking for a partner on Chirps, can it be me? And can we turn it into a movie podcast about Marvel movies? Staying over on YouTube, uh, Luke Rackwall says, twins apparently trading for Chris Paddock. Yeah, that's that's been in the uh, the news here for a little bit. I, um, I, you know, we'll wait and see how that goes. I think it'd be hilarious if all of a sudden it was twins are working hard to trade for Chris Paddock. And then all of a sudden, like, the Mariners have traded for Chris Paddock. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it looks like. I obviously haven't been on Twitter. I've been doing committing my entire time to you guys so far for the last 40 minutes or whatever. But, yeah, good for, good for the Twins. Good for the Padres for stockpiling pitching and moving it. Staying over on YouTube, Brian Dittman said, For those of us who don't follow minor leagues as closely, can you fill us in on what came from the collective bargaining agreement for minors? Nothing. Look, uh, very little change with the minor leagues as far as the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, the thing about the minor leagues is that they act independently of Major League Baseball, even though they're kind of controlled by Major League Baseball. The only time the collective bargaining agreement ever really affects uh, minor leaguers uh, is is 
when it comes to things that the players can bargain uh, that, that makes it worse for the minor leaguers usually in order to get something that they want for the major leaguers. Uh, I guess the big thing with minor leaguers is after May 1st or May 2nd or whatever it is, uh, a player can only be optioned five times uh, per season. That's big doings. Uh, and then for real, there there really isn't much of a change. You know, some some rule changes, but that was going to happen anyway. So uh, not much, not much in the way of change, other than you know, not necessarily for the minor leaguers, uh, but rather for the guys on the forty man, the guys part of the PA that might go up and down between the majors and the minors. Twenty four Salito says, "Twas the night before opening day, mess evening, Kyle. Twas Tony. Twas indeed. Iowa act." asks, you surprised Ralston at Peoria? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Now, if he's going to start, which might be the case, then sure, whatever. Uh, but look, uh, I mentioned on Twitter that there are at least a couple Peoria arms that I definitely would have been a little bit more aggressive with. Uh, but because of older arms at AAA, like uh, Quezada and even Dalton, who I like, uh, Domingo Robles, Kevin Marnon, uh, Sean Keeley, uh, 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 some other guys who I'm not going to call out because I like them personally. Uh, you know, a couple of my favorite Peoria pitchers stay in Peoria. Uh, specifically, specifically, Wilfredo Pereira and Jack Ralston. If it were me, both of those guys would be in double A, even with Logan Gragg. I would even consider putting Gordon Graceffo there, who's also starting at Peoria. Uh, but yeah, like, I was surprised, and I get it to a degree, but hopefully the Cardinals are aggressive with him because it's kind of a waste for him to be there. I gotta think, I gotta think there's something more to it, if you know what I mean. I, I also asked on Twitter, is Bedell ready or is starting on DL? I believe he's starting on the IL. I did not have that confirmed, but I believe that he is starting on the IL. Alex Foster says, ah, finally, much better than Twitter Live. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that Twitter Live took so many steps back. After, uh, uh, you know, they, they cut off Periscope. It's such a bummer. But yeah, I'm going to take a quick drink. To all my pad people, look, we're about 40 minutes in. Thank you for being here. I'm having a blast. It's nice to be back to work. Again, to you, to the minor leagues. Mm. 42 McCoy on Twitter says, uh, MLB Baseball 05 is the GOAT. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Andy Heckroth says, Libertor is the best pitching prospect in the organization, but could we see Zach Thompson reach the majors, or is that for far-fetched? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't ever – I can see a situation in which the Cardinals use like 15 additional pitchers uh, that aren't on the current 28-man roster, right? And that would be – that would be Lib. That would be Thompson. You know, from a pure potential standpoint, Matthew Libertor is the best starting pitcher in the organization. Uh, but starting pitching prospect in the organization. But if you're asking me who the most polished is, who's the most ready uh, for a major league assignment, I'm going to say Connor Thomas. I mean, obviously, Andre Pallante has, you know, honestly, Andre Pallante might have surpassed uh, Libertor in my book. You know, don't don't sleep on Gordon Graceffo either. You know, what Gordon Graceffo, the type of attention that Gordon Graceffo has gotten, ooh, hello there, uh, at tr at uh, uh, extended spring training, or at spring training, rather, dialing it up to 100 the uh, the fourth or the fifth round pick out of Villanova. Sorry, fifth round, right? Because Zane Mills was four, three. Yeah, uh, 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 Gordon Graceffo. Like he's not a top prospect just yet, but he's in the conversation as one of the top five prospects in the organization. So not to discount Libertor. <clears throat> Again, his his ceiling is through the roof. He just has some things to work on, which include uh, delivery consistency, fastball consistency, 
and uh, getting in a groove because he needs to get in a groove. And once he gets into a groove, then I think he'll be at his best. But uh, yeah, look, don't be surprised. Look, uh, Major League Baseball sucks. Injuries suck. Uh, and pitchers get injured a lot. And that sucks more than anything else. Uh, I hate seeing pitchers injured. And they seem to come through your, your Twitter timeline daily. So uh, hopefully the Cardinals have as healthy of a season as they can. But there's always a situation in which guys are getting hurt and guys are getting hurt and guys are getting hurt. And sure, the Cardinals are the type of team who might exhaust their 40-man options before they go to someone like Lib or Thompson or Thomas. Uh, uh, but, you know, I could see a situation in which all those guys make a Major League debut. Uh, and Z says, hi, Kyle. Thanks again for all your work inside. Apologies if covered, but have you heard anything regarding St. Louis minor league housing situation? Uh, so all that I've heard uh, so far, and I, I've only talked to a couple people at, at each level, um, it sounds like in some situations there's two people to a room, uh, whether that be a bunk bed situation or something else. Uh, this, the impression that I get talking to a, a guys at a couple different levels now is that they're very happy, they're excited to have it. Uh, it's not quite as high scale or as hoity-toity as maybe some of the other organizations have provided, but it's a huge relief as compared to what they've dealt with. Uh, I haven't seen pictures uh, or video or anything like that, but let's just say that like, as compared to what they had to deal with a year ago for the players who aren't on the 40-man, uh, it is a huge Huge relief. Now, we'll see the practical application within the season. That's the next big thing, right? As guys start getting promoted and demoted, uh, how that all works, the fluidity of that. But, um, yeah, like, I haven't seen anything, but all I've heard is that guys, you know, obviously they prefer to, most guys would prefer to have their own room instead of going, you know, two per. But as compared to what they dealt with, compared to what they had to pay, uh, uh, they are they are all relieved that they have it to, to you know, as compared over on Twitter, Coach M. Poe says, thoughts on Memphis's rotation? Look, I like it. There's a lot of upside there. There's there's a lot of practical application that we need to see between Lib and Oviedo and Thompson. Uh, but, like, I love Thomas, you know. Uh, what we saw it at TJ Zoic the other night was really – or last night was terrific. Um, you know, Angel Rondon came in in relief of Matthew Libertor and looked substantially better than Lib. And then to, you know uh, – to, to uh, uh, like branch out there, I thought the bullpen so far has looked really good. You know, even James Nail, he got out of trouble, but he, you know, he ended up looking good after getting out of a little bit of trouble. So uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm bullish on what we've seen so far, even though Lib struggled today, out of what Memphis potentially has. Um, I hope that that's uh, not too brief of a thing. Over on YouTube, our good friend Cardinal Gifts says, what can Cardinal fans expect with Hicks as a starter? A type of pitches, velocity, anything. Love you. Hey, I, Gifts, I love you too, buddy. I hope that you're doing as good as you possibly can. You're my favorite uh, uh, male not related to my family or uh, son of a girlfriend that I have. Uh, I love you, buddy. You're the absolute best. Uh, and then it's Tom Ackerman somehow. I don't know how we got on that. But, yeah, look, I love, I love you, bud. Uh, before we get to Hicks, to you, I'm going to cheers. So at trip or uh, at high A, the last time Jordan Hicks was allowed to be a starter, he dabbled with a curve just a wee bit, and then to be honest, there was a time when his changeup looked like it had the chance to be a plus pitch. We'll see if he picks it up. You know, he's toyed with it here and there. You know, I don't know if um uh uh okay now I see Josh Pierce is uh, not Tommy. Uh, Josh is not home, so good, I like that, oh, we got that, um, uh, so anyways, he threw a changeup that had a chance to be a really great pitch, uh, uh, so, to, hopefully, my hope is, and we'll see if, with Yachty likes it, if Kiz uses it, if the Cardinals want to use it, 
But my hope is that we finally get to see that three-pitch pitcher that had chance to be something special out of Jordan Hicks in the starting spot uh, going change-up slider sinker because it could be something, something else. Uh, what to watch for in Peoria this season? Well, you know, first and foremost, when I think about that Peoria team, uh, I think about Mason Wynn. You know, Mason Wynn will start there, and I love Mason Wynn. He's the headliner of that team, uh, not only because he's so talented, but because he's charming as shit. Full-time shortstop now. We're anxious to see what kind of steps forward he makes offensively, which are going to come. It might take him a second to get going, but he's going to come. Uh, he's going to come. He's going to get there because he's a really talented kid. The next thing that comes to my mind is the catching situation there. You know, they've got Aaron Antonini, who started at AA last year, found his way back to Peoria this year, uh, to, you know, ended the year at Peoria last year, starting this year at Peoria. Uh, Carlos Soto, who was at Palm Beach, who's kind of an interesting catching prospect, all things considered. And then my favorite of the group, Zade Richardson, who I know is a super athletic kid with a super short swing, super tough kid, getting better at catching, and also a lot of power in his quick bat. Uh... Who also needs to cut down on strikeouts? Like, I want to see what kind of, how they split the time between those three catchers. You know, uh, an ECU former teammate of, uh, 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 Burleson, Alec Burleson, Francisco Tomas. Tomas was one of the better, uh, draft pick hitters in 2021 by the Cardinals, 19th rounder. And he blew through Palm Beach and then struggled a little bit Peoria. That's where he's going to start. Uh, we love Francisco Hernandez, the middle infielder who did some good things last year. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, 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 Osvaldo Tovalin was 10th, so the Cardinals 11th round pick. Mac Chambers will start there. He's a super athletic shortstop second baseman who can run like the Dickens, who, who is working on his hit tool. And then, uh, the non-drafted free agent Noah Mendlinger is there. And I'm anxious to see what he has, but, uh, all of that is just to delay to say that really the, the headliner at the pitching is the pitching side of Peoria. We're going to want to keep, and again, not to discredit what's going to happen with John Torres, because uh, that's a big one. But, you know, what we're going to be really focused on is we're going to be focused on the pitching when Ian Bedell gets healthy. What happens with Beller and Prater, where they're at. Uh, uh, how fast Gordon, uh, uh, Logan Gregg and Jack Ralston move up. Uh, uh, you know, also one of my favorites, Wilfredo Pereira. You know, what it means for those Austin, the, the, the three big draft picks out of the 2022 or 2021 draft. Austin Love, Michael McGreevy, Gordon Graceffa, who are there. And then also the guy who we haven't even touched on, uh, Dianis Rodriguez, who is slowly moving his way up prospect rankings. Um, and might be the breakout pitching prospect in the Cardinals organization. Go ahead and clip that one off and send that one because that could be something that we're talking about in a year where I could say uh, we knew he'd be the organization uh, rising prospect. And, of course, that says nothing about the veterans who are there. Like, uh, you know, one of my personal favorites, Nick Jagolik Iverson, who is just uh, a, a crafty but also super skilled right-hander, and Michael Yasenka. So, to me, like, the thing to keep an eye out specifically with Peoria is the pitching. To you, Omar, you're the man. Hey, there he is. To Mr. Jason Hicks. Again, this will be the second time we do it, fam. Uh, but to Mr. Jason Hicks, the godfather of prospects after dark, we raise our glass. To Jason, uh, to the queen, Jennifer Hicks, and to the patron prospect, the patron player of prospects after dark, Jordan Hicks. Uh, again, we are celebrating tonight at the idea of a non-conventional, be, uh, uh, shading on the side of modern approach, to the fifth starter spot for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, here's to Jordan Hicks, to Jason, to Jennifer, uh, to the young daughter Hicks. We raise our glass.
I love that family. God, it's so good to have you guys back. I missed you more than uh, than life itself. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, glasses raised. Let's see. I'm going to get back on Twitter. I'm going to get back on YouTube a little bit. Alex Foster says, go Twins. Yeah, look, I love teams that are aggressive. I'm about it. Uh, our good friend BHS says, have you seen some of these apartments that teams are providing their minor leaguers? Yeah, like some of the, like the Cubs did a great job. The Twins have done a great job. I think the Rays uh, have done a great job. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's pretty fantastic what some teams are doing. Uh, love all the John Torres talk. He'll get there. Yeah, again, you know, uh, I'm going to look it up. I think John Torres is only 22 still. I want to say he turns uh, 23 in June. Uh, let's see. Pull it up. Uh, 22. Yeah, he's 20. He just turned 22 on March 29th. So, you know, even with a little bit of struggle this year, even if he has to, even repeating Peoria, he's not so far behind that he can't make up lost ground. Just turned 22. You know, that's like, it's like Juan Yepes, right? Like, Juan Yepes didn't start hitting until he was 21, until he got bigger, until he got stronger, until he got more confident, until he could commit to one position, until he dealt with a little bit of adversity. I could very easily see that happening, uh, uh, with Mr. Torres as well. Uh, 42 McCoy says, I didn't realize how much I missed Pat. Thanks, Kyle. No, 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 no. 42 McCoy. Thank you, my friend. I raise my glass to you. Uh, you're an awesome guy. I appreciate you being in here. I don't realize how much I miss Pat until I start doing it to all of my Pat people. Uh, I raise my glass. I'm so glad you're here as we start the AAA, as this, as the AAA season has already started, as Major League Baseball is about to start, and as the rest of the minors are nearly close to kicking off, we raise our glass. Uh, J. David Reed says, are you broadcasting from a flip phone? No, it's a razor. Yeah, it's a razor. I guess no. I mean, yeah, it's a razor. Oh, right. You do a show. That's right, Brayden Brown. How are you, my friend? Brayden, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, you know, it's almost like I am a hell of a resource that you could utilize uh, and no one is doing it. But that's fine, honestly. Like, when I say that stuff, I'm just joking around. You know, even the crazy stuff I say uh, about Martha and Thomas and Alfred. Okay, here we go. For a half an hour now, I'm going to talk about the throuple situation between Thomas and Martha and Alfred. And you know what? Honestly, Alfred was probably giving it to Thomas. And Thomas was it's probably a lot of this and probably a lot of this. And they're probably really enjoying each other. And that's fine. I'm all about love is what I am. I am pro-love. Uh, and even if that means a couple of dudes or a couple of ladies or a couple of dudes and a lady or a couple of ladies and a dude or a couple of people who don't know what they are exactly getting after some stuff. I'm about it. Uh, but I just mean it to really be entertaining. Like I've got this weird thing about just wanting to entertain, just wanting people to be happy in a world uh, where people are just kind of miserable all the time. So this is from my Motorola Razor. Um, I'll switch to that brick phone in here just a little bit. And uh, look, I, I love you guys. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Luke Rackwall says, is the Flaherty injury something to be concerned about with long-term? The bursitis is, right? So um, I think the inflammation of the bursitis is really the, the key with Flaherty's injury. And that's where Flaherty's frustration was. He said that on, on Instagram. But the tear, uh, you know, the tear in the muscle or the tear in the tendon or whatever it is, keep in mind that, like, that could be baseball's unspoken secret to a degree, there are a lot of guys who actually deal with something similar to that. If the tear gets worse and worse and worse and worse, then yeah, it's going to be an issue. But uh, 
you know, I, I'm not more worried about his arm. Again, we got to get through the bursitis. We have to get through the inflammation. We, we need to pray that Mr. Flaherty gets his mechanics in line so that he doesn't have to deal with this anymore. Uh, but I would say that right now, um, it isn't any more of a concern to me than any other pitcher in baseball because the act of pitching is, is deadly. It just is uh, for, for everybody. Uh, let's see. Uh, underscore J Samp says, not sure if anyone has commented on your shirt yet, but it's fantastic. Yeah, this is my brother Scott shirts. Los Polos Hermanos. Uh, love that Breaking Bad. Thank you for noticing. Hey, our good friend Heartfire27 says, just joining in, but can the Cards win the division with this rotation? It's all about the adjustments that the Cardinals make. It's all about how uh, creative they're going to get. So, you know, one of my main concerns about Mike Schilt, uh, Mr. Hartfire, is that he just wasn't creative, right? He would plug in the same lineup. It was boring and sometimes ineffective and also staggered kind of inappropriately. He just never learned. And he would never get creative with the rotation. He would never get creative with the bullpen. It was just paint by numbers. And we're in an era in baseball where you can't be paint by the numbers anymore. You have to be proactive. You have to be aggressive. What we are seeing early on here with Jordan Hicks with Ali Marmol is an aggressive nature to how he's going to construct his batting or his batting lineup, his pitching staff, uh, and maybe even the bullpen. We'll have to wait till we see that practically applied before we really have a, a thought. But that also goes with the front office. Now, I I, I try to keep as lee as a uh, uh, even keel and as level head of level headed philosophy about the front office as I possibly can, and I don't mean this to trash on the front office at all. But it's up to them to adjust. Like, I don't have a – look, the start of the Major League, it's a long season, right? 162 games. It's a long season. And the Cardinals are a type of team that has built depth. Now, uh, um, whether we like that depth or not, uh, I'm not going to say. But they've built depth, and it's important that they have depth because that's how they're going to succeed is with depth. So it's not necessarily a matter of this rotation as it is the arms that they have and how willing they are to adapt on the fly and how quickly they are as a front office to adapt on the fly. Uh, we haven't seen much in like the way of quick movement to adapt on the fly in maybe the last five years. I think they're going to need to adjust to that, uh, whether that be calling Connor Thomas up or looking for the next J-Hap or Wade LeBlanc or John Lester maybe a month before they do. Uh, I think... I think that they can win the division. Uh, I think what they need more importantly than anything else is just consistency, right? They need Tyler O'Neill to find offensive consistency. They need Harrison Bader to find offensive consistency. Uh, Tommy Edmond to find offensive consistency. Paul DeYoung. Even Nolan Arenado. Like, they just need to be consistent. And if they're consistent instead of surging and uh, falling off, then they're going to be fine. Uh, you know, I, they're going to be fine, which, of course, you know, it might be dismissive of what the Brewers are capable of between their pitching staff and their lineup, uh, but I just think they're going to be fine. Uh, but again, if they're not fine and the front office doesn't act, then that's on the front office. Uh, I think I, I like where they're poised this year. It's just a matter of pulling the right strings to get there. Uh, 42 McCoy says, minor leaguers got aft like usual from the agreement. That's how it works. Uh, if That's what happens when you're not... Uh, you're not organized in a labor situation. What laptop are you use in Hardfire says? Uh, I am actually using the Giffing laptop. It's a better computer, so I use the Giffing laptop. Uh, it's been a while since I've been over on YouTube, so I'm sorry. I'm going to get back to YouTube before we get to Jay. Uh, whoa, his shirt is still on. Sorry, Brendan. Brendan asked, you know, it's the start of the minor league season. I'll take this thing off. Since Brendan asked for me to take my shirt off, I'll take my shirt off. And you know what, Brendan? You can have some of this. 
That's me thinking about you, Brendan. That's me thinking about you and the shrimps or whatever they are in Springfield, Illinois, the lucky horseshoes or whatever. Uh, yeah, so that's my shirt off, Brendan. You're welcome. Boom! Uh, so, Dan Gokey says, after Brendan Donovan ascended to the show, who is a shredder in waiting? I'm calling out Cardinals utility and field prospects shredder after Punto. I like what you're doing there. I don't know if I'll adopt it because I'm a moron and I'll never forget it. I'll never remember anything after tonight. Uh, let's see. I will say, who's the next utility prospect? How about Delvin Perez? Uh, that'll be the next shredder. Although not scrappy and white and left-handed swinging, uh, I'll say it's Delvin Perez. No disrespect to Nick Dunn, who I love. Slap-hitting Nick Dunn, who swings left-handed and can put the ball on the left field gap like no other person in the organization. It's really uncanny, his contact tool, uh, and we love him for it. Uh, but yeah, look, I don't think Unless you're counting Corey Spangenberg or uh, uh, Kramer Robertson, I don't think that you can count. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals have that guy ready to go just yet. You know, I uh, uh, Jake Bookberger, who's going to start the year at Peoria. He's a little older, minor league, uh, undrafted free agent from 2020, that COVID year. He could be really interesting. Maybe it's him. Uh, he was really good at Palm Beach but struggled at Peoria. Uh, Francisco Hernandez, who might – I mean – he struggled at Peoria last year, but I love that kid's tools, and I love his swing. He just didn't put it together. Maybe somebody like that. Uh, let's see. Jay David says, Angel Rondon was your sleeper to rocket up ranks a couple years ago. Where is he in his development? Uh, you know, it was good to see him be successful today. And also, other than a couple little mechanical issues here and there, pitch really well for Memphis today after, um, after Libertor struggled pitching out of the bullpen. So where is he at? Like, he's kind of a prospect for a bygone era. He doesn't really throw anything that spins a lot. Uh, he relies on deception more than anything. And, you know, what we saw last year was a kid who just didn't – he honestly looked like he took a step back. He was leaving too much over the middle of the plate. His stuff wasn't moving like we saw out of Peoria or his time at Springfield in 2019. And also, he wasn't as deceptive or quick. His arm looked slow. His stuff looked slow. Uh, and today it didn't look that way. So where is he in his development? Hopefully he's kind of regained some of that luster that we saw before COVID destroyed the world. Uh, and we're waiting to see. You know, he didn't get a whole lot of innings with the big club in spring training. And uh, I guess the, the bottom line is that his breaking pitch looks sharp today. When he got his mechanics ironed out, specifically out of the stretch as opposed to the windup, he looks solid today. And uh, here's the hoping that, that Mr. Angel Rondon, again, still one of my favorite prospects in the organization, can, can find his way up, uh, you know, back to the majors. He's on the 40, man, and I'd love to see him get a chance, and I'd love to see him earn that chance. But remember, with, with Rondon, the fact that he doesn't spin a fastball or spin a breaking pitch or spin a changeup at a me like super measurable level kind of works against him now at this point. Uh, Braden Brown says, should I expect to see Baez at Palm Beach most of the year? I wouldn't think most of the year, but I could see a situation in which they do. Remember, every organization is in kind of a weird spot when it comes to the teenage prospects, right? Because three years ago, they had short season affiliates that weren't just complex league. You had State College and you had Johnson City, and now they don't. So don't be surprised if a lot of organizations, not just the Cardinals, with some of their more toolsy yet raw prospects, wait a couple years to get, you know, Baez, Fletcher, Hentz, Winbin Chu, uh, uh, Winbin Cho, rather, uh, Luis Pino to a full season club because that's a huge ask. Even going to Palm Beach, low A now, is a huge ask 
So don't be surprised if it takes a while before teams are are, are doing that. Uh, be patient with it. So, you know, if Bias doesn't make it to Palm Beach, that's not like saying he had a disappointing year. It's just saying that the disappointment comes in living in an era when State College and Johnson City don't exist. Hey, what's up, Loch Ness? How are you? Love you. Uh, okay, over on YouTube, from Boise, Idaho, Shep3 says, I love it. Cedar Rapids from Jay Kaner. Oh, I love it. Uh, oh, Forrest uh, Jenkins says, Coar. Yeah, Jackson Coar, who is a prospect, first round, former first-round draft pick uh, for the Kansas... Not a prospect, because he's probably uh, exhausted his prospect eligibility for the Kansas City Royals. I was big on Jackson Coar. You know, fastball changeup with a developing curveball. He got beat to shit a little bit last year, but look, that's not the kind of kid that uh, that you uh, you rule out just yet. You know, um, uh, just like Brady Singer for... Uh, for um, the Royals. You got to give these guys time. Uh, oh boy, Rickall says I'm hex indeed. Okay, so let me give you kind of an idea of where we're at. Over on YouTube, it says that uh, I am hex indeed. That was at eight thirty three. It is currently nine oh six. So here's what I'm gonna do: is I'm gonna go. Yes, sir. The changeup is back for Jordan. Woo! All right, I'm gonna drink to that. Look, Jordan Hicks's changeup had a chance to be a very special pitch, not just to go along with that two seam and that slider. So to know. That Jordan's changeup is coming back, guys. I'm telling you, I, I, not in like a. If it's, it has to be more than like a three percent or two percent or five percent, but you're in for a treat if you're going to see more of Jordan Hicks' changeup. And again, give him some time to adjust to it in game. He hasn't been able to throw it in game in a long time. I'm excited about the Jordan Hicks thing. This is awesome, and not just because Mr. Hicks is in here. I feel the same way about Jordan Hicks that I feel about Dylan Carlson. Right? These guys are guys who have had breakouts underappreciated breakouts who are on the cusp of stardom. If they can stay healthy, if they can keep uh, reaching in, if they can keep getting the opportunity to expand what they're capable of. Again, with Carlson, we're talking about using a little bit of the running game, getting comfortable back in the leadoff spot. Uh, with Hicks, we're talking about using his entire arsenal, uh, pitching out of a starting position. And the Cardinals, the Cardinals are in better shape than I realize and fans realize. So to the changeup of Jordan Hicks, because I'm telling you, that pitch could be something different. Just like the curveball on Ryan Helsley, if given the chance to really throw that, it could be something different. Same with Helsley's changeup, too. And even that curveball that I remember Hicks throwing. I don't know if you could. But, like, to a chance to really be the, the player that they're capable of being as compared to the prospect that they were, we raise our glass. Also, imagine if there's anybody else in Cardinals Nation who would know that about the prospects? Because the answer is there's no one. I'm the only one. And you know what? Uh, when I joke around on Twitter, I, I mean it as a joke. But this is me being cocky for one second. Look, you're not going to get the minor league coverage from anybody else that you're going to get from me. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you better. I'm going to give it to you honest. Uh, and, and I promise I'm not going to let you down. And I'm going to admit when I'm wrong when I'm wrong. Uh, because at the same time that you trust your judgment... Uh, you also have to admit that you're wrong. And I've been wrong, and you guys will bring it up. Tell me the times I've been wrong. I love it. I want to admit it, so give it to me. Uh, Jordan Hilton says, uh, just joining in, anything notable in the minors last year with the big bags? No, so I would say that um, I think the big bags helped base runners just a little bit, but it wasn't noticeable. And to me, while uh, the stats say that stealing was up, Success was up, which is good for baseball. The fact that the size of the bags wasn't noticeable is the right move for baseball to go in. If you're having positive uh, success with the motion on the diamond, while you know things like two square inches or eight square inches, whatever it is, round a uh, square, uh, 
doesn't isn't noticeable, then that's those are the victories that you have as baseball. So yeah, look, it's noticeable, but it's not noticeable, which is awesome. Sorry I'm late, but thank you for not having a shirt on. You're welcome, Sarah Ann. Fuck your chicken sandwiches. Uh, Forrest Jenkins says, watching with oh, Frank Coar drinking beer. To the Coar family, we raise our glass. Uh, so going back to all those years ago, which that would have been 2019, right? No, uh, 2019 was Thompson. Uh, 2018 was uh, Nolan Gorman. Had Nolan Gorman not fallen to the Cardinals, Jackson Coar was one of the guys that I really liked. So to the Coar family, we raise our glass. They're awesome people, too. I've, I've actually talked to them. I'll say that because I don't have a reason to not talk to them. To the Coars. Hmm. Oh, Jeff Niehaus over here on YouTube. Jeff, I love you. You're awesome. Pat, hello from Ohio, West Virginia border tonight. We're drinking Lagunitos Waldo's One Hitter. I love it. Love you, Jeff Niehaus. Uh, I'm going to try to get through some of these YouTube comments because we are a half an hour behind those. Jeff Howard says, how many chicken McNuggets do you think you could put away in one sitting? Well, I, as long as that Szechuan Give me that Szechuan sauce from Rick and Morty. As long as that Szechuan sauce is there. Uh, I did 10 on Monday, and motherfucker, I could have put 100 of those motherfuckers down. Uh, DeYoung, uh, Alex Foster says, Paul DeYoung hype train. Look, uh, I think that there's a reasonable explanation, a reasonable... If you want to, let me, let me rephrase that. If you want to get optimistic, you're talking about the beginning of the 2019 season with Paul DeYoung. If you want to get realistic, you're talking about... Uh, once Paul DeYoung got back after getting hit in the hand and kind of got his shit together, uh, uh, then or even like hit the last month and a half of the the 2021 season, like that's realistic. Am I on? Am I on uh, uh, the 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 Paul DeYoung hype train? I am on the Nolan Gorman, the Brendan Donovan hype train is what I am on. Uh, which is more to say that I'm not necessarily on the Tommy Edmond hype train, uh, but what I am on the hype train of is. The Cardinals getting their best hitters up to the major leagues uh, as soon as possible without sacrificing defense, of course, because defense is the most important part of the Cardinals game, specifically with the pitching issues or the pitching um, makeup that they have. So am I on the hype train? Look, I love Paul DeYoung. I was uh, again, you, you can go back and look. Paul DeYoung was one of my favorite prospects when people were saying he couldn't play uh, short. I was saying, no, he's going to be able to play short. I believed it. I, I believed it then. I believe it now. Uh, uh, I just think that we have to wait to see how it ends up working because Major League Baseball is a whole different beast. It's a whole different beast. Uh, love you, Alex. Alex is all on board for turning this into a, a turning uh, chirps into a Marvel podcast. Uh, Jeff Hammert said about half an hour ago. I think my favorite role of his was from the score or Twenty Fifth Hour. Yeah, look, uh, I'm a big Fight Club fan. Fight Club is my favorite movie. I would say Fight Club is. Uh, probably the most influential movie of my life, that in V for Vendetta. Uh, but yeah, 25th Hour is up there. Uh, his his monologue or his um, soliloquy when he's talking about going to prison and the boroughs in New York is something else, man. That's next level. Allison, hey, Allison, how are you? Allison Kreeble says, uh, skipping school as a teacher to go to the game tomorrow. Anything I should be on the lookout for when opening day things? Yeah, me. Uh, my brother Scott spoiled me, and I'm going to be down there about two rows behind home plate uh, wearing a pad shirt and a red jacket because I am a Hall of Famer. So tomorrow, if you're down at opening day, uh, look out for me and my brother. Uh, but other than that, just, like, look out for people. If there's Twitter people you know, say hi to them. Twitter people are awesome. We're all good people. Uh, just have some fun. Allison Creeble said, also, so also planning a trip to watch a few Springfield games. 
all of my pad people plan a trip to Memphis or Springfield or Peoria specifically. If you can make it to Palm Beach, do it. But go visit the affiliates. It's a lot of fun. I promise you will not be let down. Uh, it's a, it's a great trip. So to Allison and to all our pad people that support minor league baseball and all of the minor league towns, we raise our glass. Okay, over on Twitter, uh, Matt Thompson. Hey, what's up, Matt? Says, uh, Poole starts every home game. Heart you. I love Matt, Matt Thompson. To Matt Thompson, my family over at Prospects Live, I raise my my Bud Light, because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lay off of that just a little bit. I raise my Bud Light. The Prospects Live subscribe to one of their Patreons. They have different levels. I do the ten dollar a month, uh, but they're awesome. And Matt Thompson is awesome too. Matt, you'll have to uh, tweet at me or do it here. Tell me what you think of MLB the Show, the new version of it. If you've been playing, uh, I'd love to know. But to Matt Thompson, Matt, you've been an awesome guy to talk to all these years. Uh, thank you for being friendly and kind to me. And uh, to Prospects Live, subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. I love you too, bud. Jordan Hilton says, can we still talk to Zach Silver? Yeah, you're damn right. Look, I love Zach Silver. Uh, it's time to get to know the Orioles prospects because they have a lot of fun. We love that Jordan Westbrook. We love that Colton Kowser. We love that Adley Rushman. Oh, we love that Grayson Rodriguez. Actually, Grayson's one of my favorite prospects in all of baseball. So, yeah, uh, talk to Zach, but talk to him about the prospects. Uh, Red Gay, <laughs> Red, what's up, brother? How are you? Uh, sub Kyle, keep on trucking, brother. Uh, catch you on the flip side, the Richmond Heights Schnooks. I hope so, man. Red, yeah, promise me that we'll run into each other again at the Richmond Heights Schnooks. Over on YouTube, uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem Hawk says, Jack Ralston is really setting into bullpen role towards the end of the year. You think he's used to a reliever role this year? Yeah, and I hope the Cardinals are aggressive with them. You know, the problem with Jack Ralston is while I was told for years and years, that his curveball was a high spin curve. It isn't. It's just that because it comes over the top at six foot six or six foot seven, it's super, super deceptive. His best pitch, his best secondary pitch is actually his changeup to go with his, his fastball. So it's just a matter of working it all and seeing what works the best. But look, I, I wanted Jack Ralston and Wilfredo Pereira specifically to start it. Sorry, to start at Springfield. Now, they're not. I'm a little disappointed. But, look, with some of the uh, the advanced age minor league free agents that the Cardinals signed last year that they brought back for this year, don't be surprised if they're there quickly. Uh, you know, keep in mind that starting was kind of new for him last year because even in 2019, he was a bullpen piece after the Cardinals brought him up. Or, or sorry, Cardinals drafted him, rather. Matt Wright says, what do you expect from Jordan Walker at AA? MLB puts him at ETA of 2024, but if he continues to hit like last year, that's for sure got to be 2023, right? Yeah. Look, uh, my thought about Jordan Walker is the Cardinals wouldn't have put him at double, would not have put him at AA if he wasn't ready for it. I know that for a fact. Look, the Cardinals, we know that from looking at Trajan Fletcher. We know what they did with Mason Wynn, putting him back at Peoria. We know with Joshua Baez, uh, Win Bin Cho. We know it with Luis Pino. They're not going to push these guys to double-A if they're not ready. There's going to be some struggle to start at double-A. He's going to see more breaking pitches than he's ever seen. He's going to get frustrated with the lower half of the strike zone. I'm going to say it one more time because this is maybe the most vital part of the prospect section of Prospects After Dark that you need to take. Uh, but he's going to struggle with the lower half of the strike zone. He gets frustrated by it and it gets the better of him and he needs to get better than that. And he will because he's a smart kid. But once he works past that... 
Uh, he's going to be amazing. So, yes, if he keeps hitting like this, look, by the end of the 2023 season, uh, I can't imagine a situation in which he stays down there, I guess, unless everybody else at the major league level is hitting. And then, you know, what can you do? Uh, but, yeah, look, he's going to he's going to come across more breaking pitches. He's going to come across better command than he's ever seen, uh, specifically if the other teams are smart in the lower half of the zone. Uh, and they're going to let him get frustrated by strikes that maybe are balls. And then maybe compromise himself later in a bats. Uh, and then, of course, the challenges that come with playing third base. Um, even though he's worked hard to become a better third baseman, and all the reports that I've heard is that he's taken some really solid steps to become a better third, better defensive third baseman. Um, it's still a hell of an ask for him to go to Double A as a 19 year old and <laughs> perform there defensively. A lot of rocket shots down at third. Like we saw Malcolm Nunez struggle. We saw. Uh, uh, Aliris Montero struggled. We saw Nolan Gorman struggle last year while going between third and second. So, uh, yeah, like that's, that's, those are the challenges at double A. It's the first step to the, I mean, really, if there are three steps to the majors, it's the second step towards the majors. And, uh, we're going to learn a lot about the young man. Okay, over on, hey, oh, speaking of Pat families, the Richardson family, the, uh, the, the the Hudson family, to Trisha Hudson, I raise my glass. To you, Trisha, you're the best. Thank you so much. Hey, John Rabe, how are you, my friend? I just tuned in. Did we start shirtless or did this thing dissolve, devolve? Uh, we evolved into shirtless, Kyle, uh, only for the world to end basically in front of our own eyes. John, look, you are you are one of my favorite Twitter followers followers uh, uh, from the from the baseball perspective. I I love what you do, man. Uh, to, to John Ray, we raise our glass. Hey, Cardinal fan zero twenty two says the ovation for Pools is going to be awesome. Yeah, but you know, so so let me tell you, my <laughs> boy, I'm excited for the Pools ovation again. I'm ovation. I am two rows behind on plate or uh, whatever the hell my brother Scott bought. We're in the green seats, whatever. I'm excited to be a part of that. But what I want to see is I want to see Nolan Arenado. I want to see the Cardinals blow Nolan Arenado's fucking mind. And remember, this is Yadier Molina's final year. Like, I want Yadier's, I want Yadier's ovation to be louder than Pujols. I want Arenado's ovation to be louder than Pujols. I want to shake the fucking world with those ovations. Uh, and th those two in particular. Uh, and also Wayno, like, Again, I don't. I harbor no resentment towards Pujols for leaving. He made the right choice, and I'm glad he left. Uh, uh, the Cardinals made the right choice, and while it was messy for the Pujols-Cardinals relationship at the time, I'm glad they made that choice. Yeah, I've got a whole thing. You can go back and look. Uh, but I'm very excited to take part in it tomorrow, and I did not expect to be there. I'm not the sentimental type. So uh, when I'm wearing my red jacket with the, the black trim that my brother Scott got me, in my Prospects After Dark hoodie tomorrow, look at that nipple. I will cheer like a dickhead for pools, but I cannot wait to cheer for Yadier Molina in his final season as a St. Louis Cardinal and Nolan Arenado, Arenado in his first real, real home opener. And you better believe, like Ray Lankford, I cannot wait to fucking cheer for Ray and also Tyler O'Neill. Uh, and also Dylan Carlson. And also Jordan Hicks. Like, my people. My people will be there. And that's fucking awesome, man. How lucky am I? Over on YouTube, Blake Records says, Hitting all three games here in Cincinnati with a couple weeks. 
will be piss hammered. Oh, to Blake Reichard, my good friend. Blake, I wish that I could be there with you, piss hammered. Uh, Riley White, another pad person, says, When did pad get on YouTube? I don't know. GIF set this up or somebody else did. I can't figure it out. Uh, Sarah Ann says, uh, They let anyone in the green seats these days. Sheesh. No, they let my brother in, and then I'll be kicked out. Because wait till you guys see me on top of one of those Clydesdales tomorrow. I'm going to be... Faster, faster, faster. And then probably murdered by the security. Trisha says, I'll be in Peoria next week, all week. Oh, that's awesome, Trisha. So my plan is once we get past Easter to get to Peoria that... It's not that next week, but the week after. My plan is to be in Peoria the weekend before the beginning of May. That's my hope uh, for sure. Over on YouTube, Stuart Schneider about a half an hour ago says, Thanks for giving me something to listen to while I'm working on some wedding signs. To you, Stuart, to your wedding signs. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, it sounds mortifying, uh, but to marriage. A half an hour ago on YouTube, VHS says, Can you tell us about Gordon Graceffo? Sounds like he had one heck of, a heck of an offseason. Yeah, but that only tells part of the story. So Gordon Graceffo was a fifth-round pick out of Villanova in 2021. Gordon Graceffo was throwing 97 miles an hour uh, when he entered the organization last year. When he was at Villanova, he was 92 to 94, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, the bottom line with Gordon Graceffo is that he is a great draft pick by the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, uh, led by Randy Flores and all of their scouts. Like, uh, they did an amazing job with Gordon Graceffo. He's mostly fastball changeup, although people keep talking about his breaking pitch, but uh, fastball changeup with the developing slider cutter, uh, uh, and also a curveball that he can throw just a little bit, but I'm anxious to know more. Uh, look, he's a bulldog on the mound who keeps the ball on the ground and keeps the ball in the ballpark. Uh, I think he's a Cardinals' best draft pick in 2021. I knew it. I, I, I knew it. I said it from the get-go. Uh, I just, I love that pick. Um, again, uh, he's everything the Cardinals could want. And if you're looking for a fast moving mover in the organization, similar to Andre Pallante, it could be him. I want him to stay as a starter. I think that that's where his ultimate future is. Um, but, uh, you know... One step at a time. It's all about need and demand at the time. So, yeah, like, uh, again, Villanova, uh, 23 years old, 20, uh, 22, 23 years old, entering Peoria, uh, high A, will be at Springfield by the end of the year, throwing between 97 and 100 um, with a really, really devastating changeup, a slider that's coming along, and another breaking pitch that he's working on. And, again, you know, if you look back to the draft a year ago, uh, I've been harping on that kid. I love him. Kareem, over on YouTube, says uh, the Chiefs pitching is going to be fun between the 2021 draft picks, Rodriguez, Bedell, etc., etc. Yeah, you know, not just that, you know, again, uh, as long as, well, Wilfredo Pereira might be the most underrated starting pitching, uh, the most underrated pitching prospect in the organization. He has that Angel Rondon kind of quality about him. He needs to work on a third pitch in order to get righties out as a right-handed thrower a little bit better, but man, I love, uh, 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 I love, love, love Wilfredo Pereira, even if he ends up being organizational depth. And you know, Emmanuel Solano is a name I didn't even go over. Uh, I love him. Nathaniel Heredia, who I know can throw some heat. I like him. Uh, Kareem also says Thomas Francisco, not Francisco Tomas. I'm sorry about that. That's my fault. Sorry. Uh, believe it or not, when you're getting questions and going nonstop, it's hard to keep track. I'm going to go back over to Twitter. And hey, freaking Card says... 
Hey Kyle, Sarah Ann, Gifts, Pat family, love you. Freaking cards, I love you, I love your family, I love gifts, you guys are the best. Oh, we're gonna need more booze. Uh, MJ Div says, cheers to you, Kyle. Do I get to still be excited about Malcolm Nunez? Yeah, look, uh, we've said it since the beginning. I don't understand a thing about Malcolm Nunez. All that I know about Malcolm Nunez is that, as I look at the blue score, uh, all that I know about Malcolm Nunez is that he has a hit tool that is probably major league capable. Uh, I don't understand how he plays third. I don't understand his athleticism. Nothing of it makes sense to me. Uh, but yeah, look, to you, MJ, MJ Div. Get excited about Malcolm Nunez. Get excited about all of them. John Rave says, I only just realized that when Kyle gets revved up, I hear Humpty Dumpty. Uh, and I mean that as the highest compliment. <laughs> and no, dude. Uh, I think of the song Humpty Dumpty. Arby's for everyone says Whitewater Attorney Adam Van Grekbad uh, will be down at the stadium this weekend. So hopefully we'll get to see you. Uh, I love what you do, brother. No, man, for real, John John Rave is one of my favorites. I mean that, like I legitimately mean that. Uh, every year on that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take we're gonna pull back the curtain for a second. Every year, that's my my lover C70 Daniel Shaptal does that whole Twitter people thing. I normally I give like five people a ten. I give me and C70 a zero or a one, whatever the lowest score, and then I make up like five fake names that just basically bash C70 for doing that stupid fucking thing. Uh, and what I, uh, what, and John's one of those guys who usually gets a 10. Super, super califragilisticexpialidocious is also one, and then gifts, and then basically the Bot B family. Uh, and then other than that, like, I, I give myself the lowest score, and I roll the fuck out of there, because I think that's the dumbest thing that we do as a Twitter community. Um, but, uh, John, you're one of those guys who gets a 10, because I think you do awesome stuff when you're involved. Over on YouTube, uh, about a half an hour ago, Luke Rakewall says, Feeling randomly sentimental about our old friends Tyler, o Tyler Lyons, Kevin Segrist, but when they were good, they were good. You're right. Over on YouTube, about a half an hour ago, Jeff Hommert says, All right, it's almost nine. When do we get squinting shirtless, Kyle? I'm growing impatient. See, I've been shirtless for like a half an hour, so that gives you some idea. On YouTube, about a half an hour ago, I've been waiting all day for this. Yes, I took my shirt off. Jeff Hammer says, yes, Batman threesome talk. See, I'm glad that you guys are here for Black Batman threesome talk. I want to make it clear that obviously Alfred and Thomas had an affair. And I think Martha was involved, but clearly Alfred and Thomas were like in love. Now, I could envision a situation in which Alfred is maybe uh, 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 Bruce's dad, but I don't think that's the case. I think that ultimately Alfred was probably having a threesome with Alfred and Thomas and Martha. Uh, and I, what ended up happening was Martha got pregnant shortly after. Alfred was hopeful that uh, the baby was was his. It turned out to be Thomas's. Uh, uh, and he always kind of felt that obligation to be the father figure uh, uh, for Bruce. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Blake Reichert, our good friend. Yes, Yet Bruce remains a virgin. Bruce is banging him two at a time. Uh, over on Twitter, Trisha Hudson says, Cheers to you, my friend. You're the best. No, Trisha, you're the best. Uh, thank you for being patient with me and awesome with me. Uh, again, to all the minor leaguers, all the minor league families, to all the major leaguers, all the major league families that I've had the pleasure of conversing with on a regular or semi-regular or not-so-regular basis, I raise my glass to the Cardinals organization, the Cardinals front office, the Cardinals scouting department. I love everybody involved, in including Cardinals Twitter, to all of you. I'm drunk, son. 
Cardinals fan 22 says, Kyle, you just gave me the twills, the chills. You're welcome. Now come. Uh, Rumsfeld 78 says, Peoria, keep me posted. A uh, Rumsfeld, Troy Poole, I promise. I, I'll give, I'll keep you guys posted. Uh, TK Rendleman says, shoot, didn't mean to cuss. Fuck it. Fucking cuss all you want. Who cares? I got here just in time. Welcome. Peoria representa. Okay. So Jeff Hommert says, I bet the Waynes were a nice enough couple to let Alfred get in the middle spot of that threesome. Yeah, look, I think Alfred was probably the Eiffel Tower there. I bet, you know, I bet he was using his fingers on Martha and jerking off Thomas. And I bet there was a lot of kissing and a lot of love and a lot of emotional sentiment that is necessary for a thruple to thrive in the 1970s or however the math adds up. Uh, but more importantly, I think that we had a loving, somewhat... Uh, obviously open relationship, but also gay relationship between Thomas and Alfred. And I think it's important that we all adopt that and love that and live that. Uh, n not live that, because I'm not about it, but if you're about it, then good for you. Kareem says, do you think Connor Lund will have success as a more hittable and a more hitter-friendly double-A? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do. Again, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be cute or smart or any. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna be cute. I'm super cute. I'm not going to even lie to you. I'm fucking cute as a motherfucker. But I'm not going to say that I don't know if Connor Lund's going to be anything more than Alex Fagalde. What I'll say is I think he has a three-pitch mix that's better than Fagalde's. I don't think his command's as good, but I think he, I think it's good command, and I think he's going to make up for it uh, by just having better stuff than what Fagalde had. Uh, and, yeah, so, you know, to your point, like, uh, do I think he'll have more success? And I, I don't know if he'll have more success than he had in Peoria, but I think he's the kind of guy who's going to have success in Peoria. It's just what happens af after Peoria for me. Luke Flush. To Luke, I'm going to raise this because this is the, really the only booze that I have left that isn't, you know, real booze. And I need to slow it down. Luke, I love you, bud. Again, I'm going to try to get it caught up on YouTube here for just one second before we get back to... Uh, I love gifts. I love Rumsfeld. I love uh, TK Rentleman. The hump... Do the hump to hump. Oh, do the hump to hump. Oh, that's Tori. Fuck me. Tori, yeah, look, look, I love David Freeze. And your dog is a horse. And I don't know what the fuck's going on in your house, but it's fucking weird. Uh, God damn it, now I'm reminiscing about David Freeze. I was at game six, so fuck off. Uh, Rumsfeld says, Tori, or Rumsfeld says, please give me some singing in the rain. I'm singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy in the rain. <laughs> there you go, Rumsfeld. Uh, get out there. Please give some singing in the rain. Is this effing Maury? Uh, you are not the father. Jesus, Tori. Holy cow. I get it. Take a deep breath. Gifts died of knee surgery. Uh, where is the YouTube link? I don't know. It's Is my name for real TK Rendleman still? Yes. Hello, Sarah Ann. Hello, everyone. Uh, Tori says also hi... Also, him and Kyle are the same person. That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, that's funny because I've been giving gifts a hand job the whole night. Uh, Victoria Dryden says, I know this is about the Cardinals and opener day, but the Blues are winning 4-1. to one. Hey, Blues win 4-1. to one. The St. Louis, no, they've been better since some of their older players haven't been playing. All right, so uh, he's being so bad right now, Kyle. Yeah, your dog's a horse. That's why it's bad because you have it inside and it's a horse. Our good friend from Viva Alberto, Jason Hill, says, saying, hey, Kyle, we were talking about Dylan Carlson enough. That's it. Great show. 
uh, yeah. Look, I maintain that we are still one year away from seeing the best of Dylan Carlson, which isn't to say that we aren't in store for good things come the 2022 season for for Dylan Carlson. I just think that it won't be until 2023 that we see the fruits of the Dylan Carlson labor because that's he's look he's going to be amazing. He is amazing already. He's going to be amazing. Luke Flush over on YouTube says, "Who has a better DH position player, uh, the MLB club or Memphis?" If I'm being emotional, I think the best DH is Juan Yepes. I, I've said that a hundred times. He's the only player in the Cardinals organization to have a matching 900-plus OPS against lefties and righties. Uh, he was just starting to come into his own when the Cardinals signed Pools, but Pools brings in tickets, uh, as Mr. DeWist, DeWitt so eloquently stated in a very missing the point of the question with Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman on 101 today. Uh, but look, it's, it's Juan Yepes. Now, I will say... Ever, all the, everything's positive about Pools, and there's nothing more devil magic, more historic, than if Pools comes back to St. Louis and is every bit as good as he was, uh, as Larry Walker was when Larry Walker ended his career with the Cardinals. I could see that happening. I could also see Ali Marmol using him in the most effective type of way. But if it were me, I would have given Juan Yepes 600 bats without question, because that's how daddy rolls, and I'm daddy. Kyle, have you got any text during the broadcast yet? Yes, I've gotten multiple texts during the broadcast from family members and other people who will go unnamed, Blake. Uh, and my phone number is 314-952-2137. If you want to text me, text me. Uh, don't send your dick. I've got a small enough dick here. I don't need to see your dick. Uh, but if you want to show me your dick, show me. But don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm, if I can have one serious moment, don't send me your dick. Look, dicks are sad. My dick is sad. Big dicks are sad. Jean Valjean, who is a delicious French man who uh, uh, who does porn, he has a beautiful dick. His dick is sad and disgusting. Because uh, a dick is a sad and disgusting thing when you really think about it. Uh, but yes, I've gotten texts to answer your question. Uh, Jeff Hommert says, the shirt is off. That was like two hours ago. Boy, I'm so far behind on you. <laughs> I'm so far behind on YouTube. Oh, God, what a fucking asshole I am. Victoria says, I know this is about the Cardinals. Uh, we already went through that. Uh, Tori says, he's being so bad right now, Kyle. It's because your dog's an asshole. Uh, are you kidding me, Kyle? You are dead to me now. Anyone game said it's dead to me. Uh, Rumsfeld says, that was great, but no shower reverb. Yeah, you're right. See, my the acoustics in my shower are second to none. Cardinals Spain 022 says, off topic, should Blues trade Binner? Well, I don't know. I think that'd be awesome if Benner had a chance to go down to Springfield for a little bit, although as humbling as it might be, just to see if he can get his shit back together. Uh, Rumsfeld says, can you uh, sit with Rooney all season? Horton sucks. Yeah, it's bad. And, you know, uh, truth be told, Danny Mack doesn't really have a good partner either. If Ankiel isn't going to be there. Tori says, I almost got divorced already because my husband believes I... I should not spend 250 on four freeze tickets. You shouldn't have. You're a terrible wife. Uh, Victoria says, Cardinals, uh, they were shopping him before the deadline. All right, cool. So we can get to YouTube finally. Uh, JD Hammer, or Jeff Hammer says, and do you think anything I or you mentioned is easier to do as you gain experience than it was when you're younger? It'd be interesting to hear any insight you have as to that. Uh, I don't understand a word of what you're saying. What I'll say is that it's hard to be old and learn new things as the whole Republican and Democratic Party will show you. 
Jeff Hammer says, I'll be there tomorrow, too. Can't wait. I'm so excited, boy. I really killed this chat. Hi. No, bring it, Jeff Hammer. You're fine. Our good friend Colin Dunn says, Nah, we were all just mesmerized by Kyle's shirtless rendition of Here Comes the King. <laughs> uh, Raymond Herring says, Damn, there goes my plans for texting you. Text me, ho. Uh, and Luke Rakewall, uh, heck, says, The new The Show is awesome, by the way. Thank you very much. And that's it. So we are finally, an hour and a half later, at the end of Prospects After Dark and the questions and all that fun stuff. To all of my family at Birds on the Black, look, I am never, ever, ever as humble as I am when I look back on my Birds on the Black community. Between Cards Cards, between uh, Cards Gifts, between STL Cup of Joe, between Zach Gifford, between uh, Alex Chris Foley, the, the, the founders, uh, the, 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 the first class of Birds on the Black as provided to you by uh, my, my lover Cardinals Gifts. Uh, and then the, the, the late bloomers, uh, not only chirps about Chris Foley and Tara Nichols, uh, but also a shout out to Ben, ben Cerruti, to uh, Nick Childress, to Stu Styles, who I love. It's weird, you know, I haven't talked to or seen Stu, but every time I, like, other than, like, once every three years, but every time I talk to or see Stu Styles, I think, man, that he's that's my brother from another mother. Same thing with Cardinals Gifts and friggin' Cards. Uh, you know, like, even Sarah Ann, like, as a sister, like, you know, like, I view you guys as family. So to my Birds on the Black family, I raise my, my the last of my Bud Light. I love you guys. Like, uh, between the founding members... Uh, the, the founding presenter in Cardinal's Gifts and then the people that he brought on, including Zach Gifford and G Cup of Joe specifically, uh, and then the people he's brought on since, and Saruti and Nick, uh, Nick Childress and Stu, uh, and, you know, Chris, Alex Christopher was there, but then with, with Tara and Chirps. To, to the birds on the black family, I raise my glass. Again, as always, thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, Sarah says, sorry if I missed anything. I had to feed my roommate. Is that a dog? It better be. Rumsfeld says, Kyle slapped me at a game, told me to keep his hot dog out of my mouth. I welcomed it. I love Stu. Yeah. Oakley just domestically abused me. Call 911. No one's calling 911. That's what you get for raising a horse in a home. Uh, and then, more importantly than anything, uh, to the pad people, uh, the, just the, the, I want to say to the, the people who just like come in and want to be a part of a community that Cardinals Gifts has helped. Cardinals Gifts has helped cultivate. Uh, I'm, I'm so forever grateful for you. You make me want to do this. Thank you for supporting the gifts, supporting Birds on the Black. But also I want to thank, again, all of the minor leaguers, all of the minor leaguer families, all of the major leaguers, all of the major leaguer families that have provided me with information uh, and also provided me with friendship over these last couple years, including through some tumultuous times. Uh, to the Cardinals' front office, too, we take it for granted. Uh, again, there's only there, there aren't a whole lot of people here as compared to how we, when we first started the show. We take the Cardinals' front office for granted. Uh, not just like Mo and Gersh, etc. Uh, and it, of course, we would like for them to do a little bit more. We would like for them to get more aggressive as we as we deal with some strife throughout the season. But specifically to the scouts and. The people who go and they do the groundwork. Remember, I feel like for as long as Randy Flores has been the scouting director, we have had zero complaints about what the Cardinals have done. And uh, I think that's for good reason. 
uh, whether it be through the draft or et cetera. And that's because Randy does a, Mr. Mr. Flores does a great job. His people do a great job. And uh, I think that we all lose perspective of that. And I've been happy to be able to have my perspective. Uh, uh, I've been happy to be able like right now I feel good saying that the Cardinals have a great mix of what they used to have, which was major league potential caliber pitching with high up with what they've never had, which is high upside hitting. Uh, this is the most exciting time to follow Cardinals prospects, and I'm glad that you're here to do it. So to all of my birds on the black people, my pad people, I finish my glass. I love you. Thank you for being here on a Wednesday night as we start the 2022 Major League Baseball season. We continue the 2022 AAA season, and we wait for Friday when the minor league season kicks off in full. To the pad people, I raise my glass. We have a couple more questions. Freaking card says, cheers, love Stu, Oakley, blah, blah, blah. Bring back Dog Day at Bush. I'm about it, Tori. It's horse day. But, but Mo better count his days. I'm taking his job. If anybody's taking his job, it's Flo. And then I'm taking other people's job, and then they're taking Flo's job. Uh, Cardinals fan 22 says, cheers to the greatest opening day in the history of Cardinals. I'm with you. Uh, over on YouTube, we have Damn it, Kyle. Only read the second part of my question, not the actual question I asked, sorry. Uh, that's why you didn't understand, sorry, my bad, Jeff Hommert. Luke uh, Heck says, are we planning on doing pad regularly? I'm going to try to do pad as often as I can. Remember, when you're, when you're gifting three games at a time, it's hard to still do pad. And the reason I want pad to continue to be free, the reason I want my content to continue to be free, is because I think that's the easiest way to contain integrity, uh, to continue on with the integrity and to provide unbiased opinions. And that's what matters to me. I want to be able to provide people free stuff as the post goes behind a paywall, as the Cardinal Nation goes stays behind a paywall. Again, pay for that shit because they're going to get shit that I'm not going to be able to. Uh, but I just want, I want to be able to provide people who can't afford that with maybe just as good of minor league coverage as possible. Uh, Allison says, yes, man, great show. Have fun tomorrow and enjoy your great seats. I'll cheer from the 400s. Allison, you know, my brother and I will be walking around, so please feel free if you see me to say hello. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to say hello. That goes to all the pad people. Look, if you see me, uh, please see, say hello. Callan says, enjoy those seats. Kyle, your red jacket will shine brighter. Thanks for an amazing pad. Uh, uh, Hex says, will you start on OnlyFans and do live stream on there? Uh, I will not. But again, uh, uh, you're awesome. To all of my pad people, to all of my birds on the black people, for, for Cardinals gifts, for friggin' cards, uh, for uh, Stu Styles, Ben Cerruti, Tara Nichols, uh, Alex Crisofoli, uh, Zach Gifford, Estio Cup of Joe, Nick Childress, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects, everybody at Prospects After Dark, if you're watching this, you are part of the Reese Resistance for the Hicks family, for the Carlson family. For the Richardson Hudson family, for uh, the Yepes family, and countless other families that you guys wouldn't believe. Uh, uh, for everybody at Birds on the Black, everybody at Prospects After Dark, thank you for playing along at home. I love you guys. To a positive minor league season filled with sleepers such as whatever's going on at AA in Peoria uh, and, and all that. Happy 2022 season and happy hunting.